Tony B. Welcome you to another edition. It's your Tony Basilio Show. We're live with you. Ladies and gentlemen, race fans, race fans, race fans, boys and girls, children of all ages, we ended a we ended a race here day in overtime. I still can't get over it in Daytona. And they and they can't they can't end a race with a race. They have to end a race under a caution and in double overtime no less. Talk about something anticlimactic. It's kind of like the way my Super Bowl ended for my Eagles. The Super Bowl of racing and the Super Bowl of the Super Bowl of the Super Bowl. Good Tuesday to you and yours. We're going to preview Tennessee and Miss and uh, and Texas A and M today. We've got a we've got an A and M doubleheader today, Bry. A very rare A and M double deal, double bill here, buddy. Hang on a second here, Bry. Hang on, give me one segunda. Go ahead. That always sounds good when we do that on the air. Go ahead, Bry. The Gumps, the Gumps of Alabama A and M. Yep. The Gumps A and M come to play baseball today yep. and tomorrow, and then the sandwich between that is the game at basketball game at Texas A and M. Yep. I got two tickets to give away tonight to uh, Gumpy Cold Medina basketball. If you want to go, very, very, very excited about that. In fact, I'm extremely, I'm extremely excited about it. If you're uh, ready to roll. Matt Dixon, are you ready to roll? Oh, absolutely. going to be a, bu- a busy sports night or afternoon. Congratulations to you, Matt. Matt Dixon's first offering is up. On Tennessee uh, baseball, his inaugural podcast, his thoughts on the weekend, extremely analytical, uh, and kind of takes a 30-minute breezy dive through what we saw over the weekend, some of his observations. And as you know, Matt's extremely astute, so that's a little something, a compendium for you as you go along the season. Thanks to our friends at TLD Logistics for uh, presenting that with Matt. Yesterday, we also had Evan Russell on. And as somebody told me, it was Goldbrick Joe yesterday uh, during a personal conversation, uh, Brian, who said, you know, Tony, leave it to you. You uh, you guys jump in bed to super serve the fan base on something, and it goes all to hell. Yeah, it. Um, I think that's um, – I think last year's team would have been hard-pressed to – go out to Arizona this weekend and win two out of those three games. I'll be, I really believe that in that environment. Dixon, how about that charge that we, we get involved with something and it just falls all to pot. <laughs> the, uh, the dreaded Basilio kiss to death. It, yep. it does happen often. It does. It does rear its head often. Unfortunately. How come I'm getting blamed and not you, not Evan Russell. How come I'm getting blamed for it? Though? That's a question. Oh, you're you're the easy target. Your your names your names on all the stuff. So you're you're the easy target. Plus, I'm kind of a loser. <laughs> so um, there is that. So we have uh, we have that to talk about today, uh, and I'm going to get Matt's thoughts on because yesterday I was talking to somebody about the center field deal, and a friend of mine that's in professional baseball who was listening to us. And who said, you know, Tony, um, out in Arizona, the, the major league guys, when they first get out there for camp, you got to hit a couple thousand balls to them, the ones that play in that Cactus League. 
because judging fly balls out there is really dangerous. It's really something. And the ball there will get re- will go right over your head like there's no tomorrow. And he cited the third game where I think it was Burke hit a ball that should have been caught, and somebody ran in on it, and it flew over their head. And he, he just said, you know, playing center field outside in Arizona is uh, the air there is just different. And and I well, got, I got a really good email today from a guy which said the following, which this is going to be fun for me because people think that I'm running interference for Tony, which I got news for you. Last year after the uh, Notre Dame deal, I ripped Tony Balls on here. So if you think that's me, more power to you. But that's not who I am. But I'm also somebody that's going to bring you some perspective, just like I did back in the fall with the basketball program when they got beat by Colorado and they went on their heater. The basketball team did and got all the way to number two in America. So just relax. He says, Tony, come on, man. Blaming the state they played in for the baseball losses is a little bit of a stretch, don't you think? Did I blame the state they played in, Brian, for the baseball losses, or did I say today in the blog that the outfielders played back for Tennessee? It's why balls were falling in front of them, uh, because uh, they didn't know how to judge the ball in the air, because the air is different there. Well, and the Major League Baseball team there plays indoors. That's correct. That's correct. They don't play. They they didn't, because they have to do that due to the heat instead of the summer. Right. The point and, I, and plus the bigger dimensions of the park. That's right. They played further back, whereas at, at Lindsey Nelson, they can play back closer to the track, but still be able to get to a lot of those balls. So that that I do think that was probably a factor as well. We had they, they just weren't used to playing it with such big uh, dimensions in the outfield. So tonight, also the Texas A and M game becomes huge now. Okay, it becomes huge. And I've got something for you. If you're going to gamble on the game tonight, I wouldn't. If you're thinking about playing the Vols tonight, uh, i got something that's going to impact the line mighty heavily. And here it is. Vescovy is sick. He's come down with a virus of some kind. They don't know what it is. He's taking uh, IVs right now. He is not doing well at all they are hoping that he's going to feel better by game time tonight but they are the word i'm getting right now is from my sources who are pretty darn good they're not expecting him to play so now you're going to go into a hostile environment tonight also phillips and uh and j and triple j are doubtful tonight I think Phillips is going to play before Triple J, but who knows when that's going to happen. Again, Phillips twice in a row. They warmed him up, and his hip just didn't respond. Triple J, they're not going to let play till they see him go through practice because they want him on the floor at the end of the season. Hey, uh, I don't know that it's going to matter at this point the way they're going. But Well, I think they would have won Triple- tonight. I think with Vescovy on the floor tonight, they would have won, and here's why. Because I think you're, you're – now listen, now listen, now listen. I'm going to give you a reason why, okay? And I was going to talk about this later on with our A&M guy, and they still might win tonight. But I wouldn't bet on it. I would have bet on it before. I wouldn't bet on it now. This is a spot game for Rick Barnes. This is a game Rick Barnes wins, generally. 
This is a game he wins. It's kind of like an Alabama game last week. This is a game he went. It's how you. This is how you stack together all those wins uh, during the during his career. He's won a bunch of these when he's in the spot. The four teams that Tennessee has lost to in SEC play. Let's see if see how this rings true for you and Matt. You guys are more statistically oriented than I am. Why is hardwiring me this morning? But uh, here it is as follows. The four teams Tennessee has lost to in SEC play, Kentucky, Florida, Vanderbilt, Missouri, are all the top four teams in the league with the fewest live ball turnovers. You guys know what A&M is in, in live ball turnovers? Either one of you? Out they're of the above, they're really high, I heard, right? <clears throat> they're 13 out of 14. They're second worst in the league. They turn the ball over all the time. So with Vesco out there and the ability to score, Tennessee would have had a, a viable chance to win the night's game. With him not in there, here's your lineup. Ziegler, Key, Meshach, Kamwa, Adu. Um, Awaka, Plavi, and Edwards are your players off the bench. That's your eight you're going to go to go with tonight, Matt. Now, I'm not saying they can't win with those guys, but that's a borderline sports miracle if they go down there and win in a sold-out environment. They need ZZ Stop to go for about 30 tonight, which he could. Or Meshack to continue to channel. Or Meshack yeah. to continue to channel. you got, you got to yeah. make outside shots against A&M. The yep. way they defend you, yep. they, they kind of give you open looks. You've you know, you got to take a lot of threes. Um. So that this is that that's, this is a game where you really would kind of kind of needed Viscova to get you fifteen to twenty, uh, because you know you just take they just force you to take a lot of outside shots. So with with him out, and I I don't you know we'll see. I I think that he might give it a go. Just but even if he does, he's not going to be one hundred percent. So you know that's not not a great recipe for this game specifically with with the way with the way A and M kind of can defend you Bloody. and they. Do some of that half court trapping stuff. Let me let me remind you that Barnes has never lost to A and M. There you go at College Station. There you since go. He's been the coach. Telling you guys, this is Tennessee is wins four and, Tennessee is four and one against also, them in College Station since Kentucky they came into the league Saturday. What was that, Matt? He also hadn't been swept by Kentucky until Saturday. Yeah, he also yeah, had he was like undefeated yeah. as a ten point favorite in the regular season until this year too. He hadn't lost as many quad two games in his lifetime here at Tennessee as he has this season. So there's that. There's the ten point favorite thing. That's why they're going to go to the Elite Eight with this team, Matt. They've bucked every trend so far. They're a team that our fan base is borderline feuding with. I had several people tell me, look, I wasn't listening to your no offense to you, but I wasn't listening Saturday after that game. I'm I'm sick I'm I'm sick with this. As a digital underground once said. And and I don't you know, look, I don't blame people. I've said on the air I'm sick with it. Doesn't mean it can't be very good in a month though. But right now the things that have happened here, they've had a bunch of injuries. They haven't had the same lineup. They've been hampered during this stretch. They've been shorthanded. Uh, they've been missing Triple J. Uh, Olivia Cumwell's gone in and out on him, up and down. He needs to be um, engaged tonight. Uh, you want my humble opinion? If Vescovy, he is sick. If he can't go, sometimes you can't go when you're sick and you're out of your mind. 
and I've I've had that happen to me, performing, doing You're a show. You're a flu game. Yeah. You know, um, that's the only building that Barnes hasn't won in that ha- that Barnes hasn't <laughs> lost in as an SEC <laughs> coach. Brian's off. holding on to that, isn't he? Brian's yeah. got those numbers. Well, I'm just saying. Well, you can you can cite that tonight. Yeah, nine thirty too. Cite it tonight at nine thirty Eastern time when we're on Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime. Maybe I will. Last year, to Matt's point, nobody shoots the three ball well against these guys. Last year, in a winning, in a win, Vescovy, Triple J, and Ziegler were combined eight of twenty down in Tampa. Tennessee would take that all day long. They would take a 40-plus percent three-point shooting game. All, But the problem is the only guy that's for the, going to be available for the Vols, it looks like right now out of that group, is ZZ. Now, last year, Tennessee beat them in that championship game, but Kennedy Chandler was insane um, uh, that game in a 15-point was their, their fourth game in four days. And it was their – yeah, they were roached. Yeah, they looked, they looked like they were – Done. Not Buzz Williams looks like an interesting individual. We've never talked to Jerron about him, but he looks like a he looks like he'd be a real plum and a peach, an apple a pear, a plum and a peach to play for, doesn't he, guys? You know, uh, I would have never dreamed this in a million years, but Texas A and M has a three game lead over Tennessee in the standings with four to play. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. I haven't looked at standings all year. That's that's ridiculous and moronic. And they're the only team. They're crazy. the only team that can challenge Bama, and they host them the last game of the year, which is what? really crazy how it worked out that way. What was their non-league schedule? I mean, non-league record, guys. Well, they they, they only bad, lost. They lost like three or four bad games in it, and they played a bad schedule. That's why Colorado are so low. I think Colorado blew them out. In a yeah, neutral I, side. I think they lost to Wofford and, and Memphis back-to-back in December. Hey, Brian, I saw where your boy, and he is your boy, and Bracketology Joe Buckets, a guy from Philly. They have West Virginia in the field, Brian. They have four wins, and they're, they're like four and nine in their league, Brian. Yeah, they're, uh, they're going to have the entire Big 12 conference in, it looks like. How? Except maybe. Except maybe because how, of the league how do you do just, that? has so much respect. No, 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 no. How do you do that? Explain to me how we do that. Because you have a chance in that league to get a quality win pretty much in every game you Why? play. Why? Whoa, 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 whoa. The whole because league? Because they challenge themselves in the non-conference, and and they have some good teams, but they've they figured out a way to manipulate the, yeah, the net That's exactly rankings. what they've done. They figured out like Just we like figured Tennessee out. Tennessee kind of manipulated their, their analytic stuff this yep. year. Tennessee, yep. That's why Tennessee's still five in, in Ken Palm. Tennessee went out and hammered people in that non-league, and they destroyed people. And in destroying people, that's why they didn't play their bench. But now they're sort of paying for it because it would have sure been nice to get B.J. Edwards some experience. Of course, Rick Barnes knows a lot more about it than I do. But looking back on it, it sure would have been nice. But little did they know they were going to have all these issues because they have to play him now. There's no – I mean, they might have to look down there and play this Millione guy before it's over, Matt. I mean, I'm serious. They had, they had no backup point guard at the start of the season too, Tone. Let's, let's not give them a free pass on that one. 
Well, that's when true. They were trying to play Tyree Key there, and he had never played there his entire life. No, he was totally out of – he was 100% out of sorts. 865-200-5402 is my number. Again, 865-200-5402. It's an absolutely beautiful day to be alive and well with you. The baseball – Home opener is this afternoon with uh, Alabama A&M. And for those of you that are listening outside the area, we have had been ble- we're going to be blessed with some really warm weather here this week. Today, it is currently 64 degrees outside. It's going to go to 67 this afternoon. And then for tomorrow's game, the temperature is going to be 77 sports fans 77 thursday it's going to be uh 80 here and then over the weekend is that a friday saturday sunday a deal 57 57 and 63 57 57 and 63 that's very you can't get better weather than that compared to last year matt when you were over there on the garza law porch and you sent me some photos of yourself and you were sitting there and what'd you have matt you had like a park uh, on. No, I, I had about four layers on a toboggan. Yeah, I mean, that, those were the games where t- Tennessee was scoring like twenty-five to thirty runs, and it was twenty-five to thirty degrees outside. And they were still putting their damn coat on and celebrating. Yes, and and bringing Ben Joyce in in the eighth inning up twenty. What did you make of uh, the other Joyce and how um, inspirational that is, Matt? Oh, I, I thought that was incredible. That was one of the, the main takeaways from that weekend because the guy who I think he took two years off from baseball after you know he had Tommy John surgery at the junior college, the community college that they were at, um, come in in a, you know, they were up seven to nothing, but that felt like a high leverage situation, bases loaded with one out, and he gets two strikeouts on seven pitches. That was that was insane because if you remember with, with Ben last year, they really babied him along and, and really never put him in any kind of high leverage spot for the first month or two of the season. So that was really impressive by, by Zach Joyce to do that. We come back that on the other side. Really I gotta, impressive. Well, I want to ask Matt what he thought of Evan Russell yesterday and some of the things that Evan Russell said. Their center fielder deal the deal with the relief pitching, and, and to watch how they do what they're going to do. He thinks in the next five games they're going to have four different center fielders. He, he thinks that's going to be an open derby. And then I've got a word on the Ahuna situation. We're going to do that as we continue. Um, the Ahuna thing, people are asking me, are we going to see him on the field uh, soon? And I, I'm going to give you an answer to that. We're going to continue on a day where it looks like Vesco's not going to go down in uh, – College Station, and it looks like the Vols are in big trouble in Little China. But don't bet against Rick Barnes in spots like this. This man has been an absolute, and I mean world-class winner, his whole life in spots like this. This has been a man underestimated the entire time. Now, if it was March, bet against him. But it's still February, baby. It's still his month. We'll continue with more on the other side after this. (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Enoch George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. My boys at Fleet Tire, I love you. Jerry and the boys, make no mistake about it. Those are my guys. Those are my guys. As we welcome you back, 865-200-5402. You know, you look at tonight's game, Matt, and you say, how are you going to get through tonight's game? With this group of players. If Vescovy can't go, it's going to be ZZ Stop, Key, Meshack, Olivier, Adu is your starting lineup. Awaka, Plavi Plav, and Edwards off your bench. You have eight players basically available to you. Why do I think they're winning tonight, Matt? Why? Am I magical uh. thinking? Am I magical thinking or... Is this kind of what Barnes does? Is this sort of on point for Barnes to win a game like this? Which one? Uh, well, it, it he does sort of do well in games like this, although a lot of the the trends this year are, are against him. Uh, I it, it feels like against A and M, it's it, it, uh, matchup based most nights. 
some some teams can can exploit them and, and others just can't. Yes. So we'll, you know, we'll see what Tennessee can do. Tennessee will have a big advantage inside size wise. Yes. But uh, it's really good on you know on both ends despite being undersized. Uh, they get to the foul line and make free throws as well as any team in the country. So that's you know one area where where Tennessee just struggles at. Um, I think they're Tennessee's worst in the conference at getting to the free throw line. Um, and all A and M does is make foul shots. That's how they do. It. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They have, their guard, their guards do what Tennessee's can't. They they can beat guys off the dribble and yep. get to the rim and finish or or get. Fouled. They're really good at that. So you know, keeping keeping Ziegler out of foul trouble is really critical tonight. Which yep. with Viscovi out, make you know makes that a premium. So that's that's something you got to watch for. You got to maybe find a way to keep him on the floor for 35 minutes, which will probably be tough. So it's, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have to make some shots and, and typically shots from outside to beat A&M. And, nobody, and you've got to at least yeah. hold your own on the boards. And nobody this year shoots the ball well against them from the outside. That's their stock and trade. Because they essentially take it away with those athletic guards. They, they're another one of these teams that forces teams to play mid-range basketball. And if you can do it, you can do it. But Tennessee's got to get their got to get their licks and got to hit some shots from the outside. And I would imagine, and I don't know this because I don't gamble, but I would imagine this when the word gets out about Vesco, that that line is gonna gonna have to flip right to some extent. I think A and M's favorite as it is. I think I saw where they were a one and a half point favorite. A&M being. Yeah, the Vols went to one and a half yesterday. And so that might be indicative of the word that that had already leaked out. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. The first I had heard of it uh, was a little was a little internal leak, but I wasn't cognizant of it my fa- myself. But Vegas has a way of finding things out. It's just... You know they're 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 playing for keeps, so to speak. But uh, this A and M bunch is going to be a real handful. And the and thing about them is they're not like what you'd call tremendously talented. But the whole is much greater than the sum of the parts. And I keep thinking about what Will Will, Will Warren said of the three road games the Vols had left at that time which was last Friday when we had him on. Rank them. Kentucky, A&M, Auburn. He said A&M, Auburn, Kentucky. Matt, would you have ranked them like that, leading into that? Uh, I don't know. I, I was thinking about that when you mentioned it last week because that's – I think you're, it's just a bad matchup or spot for Tennessee in all three, unfortunately. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know where, what three, like, I think you could argue you could rank them in any order and, and be justified doing so. I just, I just think they're all three really tough road games, uh, that, you know, I would probably take a one and two split. And that's something. Uh, well, I mean, I, I definitely would at this point, but yeah. I would have taken a one and two record in those before Saturday. And a one and a two. I mean, A&M's undefeated at home in league play. You know, they're playing, and they play really, you know, I was, 
looking around on, on Bart Torvik's site, yeah. since January 1st, they're the second best team in the country behind Alabama, which is crazy to think. You know, they lost a, they lost a pre-Christmas game to Wofford at home, which I'm, is I don't think that's a very good Southern Conference team this year. I'm telling you, there's no there's no accounting for what's going on here with them. I mean, they're like they're like on an all time tear. That's what they're how doing. Can, I don't I don't know how you can lead them out of the SC, the NCAA tournament this year. Can you? You're, you're not. You can't. You can't. Sure. Last Their record against that. the spread's got to be really good over the last like ten games or so because they've been undersold. Yeah. See, if, I, if I had to guess, that's like, the thing. Did Be- you say Tennessee was initially favored in this game? Offshore, tonight? offshore, it opened. As a pe- offshore, it opened as a pick'em. Then it went to one okay. and a half Tennessee. Then when it opened domestically here, it opened uh, slight favorite to A and M, and now A and M's been bet up. And I think what's happened is I think the sharps understand that Vescovy's either doubtful or not going to play. And look, if I'm going to invest in a game, I'm going to bet against Tennessee tonight. But I'm telling you right now. This is the spot that Barnes wins these games. This is the spot because this guy has been masterful at just when you think you have the answers, he changes the questions. Going both ways. Last year, you couldn't have convinced me Tennessee was going to lose to Michigan. Kentucky lost to St. Peter's the night night before. It was set up for the Vols to go to the Sweet 16. We were going to laugh in Kentucky's face for a full week, and we didn't get 24 hours to enjoy that. Because Barnes is constantly, constantly, when you think you have it figured out, he's constantly changing the questions on you. And that's just the way it is. And you've got to just kind of accept it, live with it, uh, understand that that's how it is. And that is how it is. That's why tonight I've got a sneaking suspicion, and it makes no sense, but I think the Vols are going to get down there and win tonight. Even with everything that's going on, I I think that they're going to go in that game, and this is this is his spot to sort of shock the world. Plus, Matt, it lays right over with your belief, because is is this the beginning of Lent today, or is it or is it? No, no, tomorrow's the beginning of Lent. I believe Wednesday. tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's the beginning of Lent. This yeah, is, had, so he can win tonight. Yeah. So it's a good a good thing we're not playing on Wednesday this week. So he can win. And tell him why, Matt. Tell him why your belief is. God, that was such a cheap shot. I after I th- I think it was when Auburn came in here and beat us one year. I was really frustrated, and I you were doing your defending Barnes, and I said this gives up winning for Lent every year because his teams just kind of fade away once. Once the calendar turns and you get in the March, that's so bad. Is a, it was such so a bad. Shot, but it, but but it is true. It is true. It well, and you know what's weird about last year, guys? And this is why I think we all got sucked into it last year. Because last year they bucked the trend. Generally, their last ten with him here, even the great year. If we go back four years ago, they were. I don't want to say they were sputtering down the stretch. That's too strong of a adjective. But they had certainly lost their moorings a little bit. Would we agree on that? They had certainly lost their, not their swagger. I mean, obviously, they weren't number yeah, one in they, America. They were playing at about 80, 80 to 85% efficiency at that point. That's yeah. right. That's right. And last year, they were absolutely pegged. Everything was pegged. Kenny Chandler pegged. The team was pegged. That team last year... 
was going to go to the Final Four. They just were. I mean, they were pegged. They had the they had the first they had the the first round pick point guard. They had the and I know where he went in the draft, but they had the this, they had the that, they had the, the swagger, they had the blah blah blah, they had the bench, they had the they had the they were all beaten up. easily I mean, Barnes's best coaching job here. Easily the way he adjusted, kind of mid season and kind of relaxed and and let guys play. I mean that it and of course it ended the exact same way every season with him does, but that. He did a great coaching job last year. He sure did. And it just kind of got ruined by one one game in March. Sure did. And we were, I'll, I'll never forget, I mean, of all the Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction post-game shows we've done, the two most painful, the two most shocking losses in my lifetime, okay, being do, doing this. The three most shocking results I've ever been on the air for post-game-wise are the loss in the Georgia Dome in 2001. That's That'll never – we were up to 4.30 in the morning, me and Sean Nunley, and we drove back to Knoxville. We packed our equipment up. We were on the air from midnight till about 4 a.m. We didn't get back here at all around 8 in the morning. Neither of us were going to sleep a wink. We just got out of Atlanta. We were shocked. Neither one of us could sleep. That's a true story. You can grab Sean Nunley and ask him, those of you that know Sean Nunley. And that was with I was with Team Sports Radio. And we did that show terrestrially. And I was hoping and glad that upper-level management, because I think I was PDing that station at the time. I don't know. But I was glad that upper-level management wasn't listening because th- there were a lot of people cussing and screaming into the wind that night. I mean, it was a shocked and bewildered Vol Nation. That will never be forgotten by this living fan. I can promise you that. And then the two and the three happen. I put the Oklahoma game there with Butch Jones as a shocking result because you you have a 17-point lead, basically. And your football program is about to come back to life and you get beat. And that was some of the most painful uh, stuff that, I've ever been a part of, but the two shocks for me were the Michigan game last year was just shocking. To lose that game to that Michigan team, that was a middling, middling Michigan basketball team the Vols let beat them. Not a great team, a middling team. What was their what was their seed, guys, coming into that event last year? They were an 11 seed, and they, they actually were down like 15 points in the first half in their first round game. They, they looked like they were done. To Colorado State, that's right. They we were shouldn't watching have even got. They shouldn't even have made the tournament. We were watching that at corner sixteen. So that was a that was a middling Michigan team, an eleven seed Michigan team. The Vols let beat them, which it's our history. That's you know they were in for VMI that day. I mean it just is what it is. I mean you just got to kind of laugh at it, and uh, it sort of is what it is. The 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 one that just kicked the legs out from under me was being out at that Tennessee game in that heat, and it was hotter than blue blazes. Matt was there. Bri, were you there for the Notre Dame game on that Sunday? Because me and Matt were in the stadium. It was unbearably hot. Matt. Notre Dame game on a Sunday. When we got beat by them uh, in baseball, because that was the – Oh, okay. No, no, I That was, was the third most – knock me over I've ever been in my life around Tennessee sports. Those were the three, and I'm talking about doing post-game shows around, the three most shocking 
result. I was on my cell phone out in the parking lot doing the, the, the ex- Garza Locks Innings program, and people were looking at me like, you know, what are you doing? And I just couldn't leave. I mean, they kicked us out of the stadium eventually. But we were a good 90 minutes, two hours after the game, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't believe what we had seen, what we had been through. I just, and there's just something about it. I'm telling you guys, tonight is a Rick Barnes spot. Tonight's a Rick Barnes spot. It's how this guy's racked up all these wins down through the years. Now, maybe that's magical thinking, because if they don't get it, if they don't win this game tonight, they will have lost how many of how many, Brian? Is that five of seven? Is that what the number will yes. be? Wow. Yeah, I think so. Wow. And if you lose five of seven, you're probably going to fall on the seed line. You're probably going to be a three or four, Matt, going into March. Tonight's game's a big game seeding-wise, right? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, they, they all are, are kind of important and, and matter. I, yeah, I think if, if you lose tonight, you're – Probably still at the back end of the three, but you're you're much closer to falling to a four than you would be jumping to a two. And Barnsey really needs, historically speaking, I'm not trying to be a downer here, but one thing we do here is just kind of keep it real. Because I think they win tonight. I really do. I think that's this guy's history. And this team has been, they've been defiant all year. They've been so unpredictable all year. Defiantly unpredictable is what they've been. It would be just like this team to win tonight. Because, like Matt said earlier, the one thing you could always hang your hat on is if they're a double-digit favorite, they're beating somebody. They've done. They've lost three of those this year. That's 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 one more than Barnes' entire tenure here. He doesn't lose those games. Never lose those games. They've lost three of them this year. Got blown out in all three. I mean, they've been defiantly defiantly unpredictable uh, all year long. And tonight would fit that script. Tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern time, tune the thing in, do your thing. They've been defiantly unpredictable. You know, I could see, because they're going to have to play pretty much their big lineup most of the the whole game. Yes. I can see see a scenario where A&M just can't seem to get a good look at the layup, which which they like to do. They like to drive and get to the line. I could see an Adu having like five or six blocks or the big men, the front line combining for maybe six or eight blocks in the night and just controlling the half court, just controlling in the half court game. Yep. And if you make a few outside shots, that's probably your key to winning tonight. The key, the key for me, for them in this game tonight is – Take A&M and make them be what they've been on offense and turn them over. Get easy shots. Figure out a way to turn them over. And maybe at some point today they come to the conclusion that Vesco is not going to play and they say, okay, how can we take Edwards and implement him in this game and try to use him and try to uh, try to figure out a way to get the ball out of the hands of their guards before they are able to do what they're able to do, which is, on the offensive end, get us in foul trouble. Because that's their game. Their game is, I'm going to get you in foul trouble on the offensive end. 
Yeah, the, he wants a rock fight, which yep. you know it's kind of kind of Barnes's deal too. So it's, yep. this game will be played in the in the fifties or sixties. I'm I'd almost guarantee. Brian, is there a total on it? You have a point total on this game. Can you find that? Because I I was thinking about this earlier today. The only way I would play the over in this game feels like 93, 94, 95, which I know is real low in a in a college game, but this game could be played in the 40s. It really could. And I'm not kidding when I say that. Especially it's, uh, 129. Take... Oh my gosh. 129. There's so they're, no they're way. Maybe a 60 60 you're talking mid 60s there. If you have Vescovy, he's not on the floor. There's no way tennis. There's no way those two teams. Matt, what are you playing at 129? There's no way. Uh, if if Vesco doesn't play, or I guess even you know he's not a hundred percent. I yeah. I, I, if I had to play, well, I would play a and M straight up or money line, but the, the under would be the pick out of the out yep. of the over under. Yeah, because I think those two teams get to about 115. All kidding aside. Like, I think they play the game in the 50s. Somebody gets into the 60s, but somebody's in the 50s, and the game kind of is what it is. Uh, but it prob- probably depends on how Tennessee does shooting those one-and-ones as well. So this thing is um, this thing is really, 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 really wild. Really wild. So... Vesco's got like a flu. This game tonight is going to be nuts. Um, we have a lot to talk about. If you want to get in, 865 I'm being told by people in uh, on email, another person e- emailed me and said, why are you covering for Tony Valls for the embarrassing weekend, Matt? Do you like our fan base, Matt, that uh, is already overreacting to, and they are overreacting. But we knew this was coming. You and I had talked amongst ourselves that the last couple years, the baseball team had set a standard and a measure for all the latecomers that was just not, they were otherworldly the last two years, Matt. And there's no way that was going to keep up. Oh, no. No, last year was, I mean, you had, you know, these analysts and people were saying it's the best college baseball team they've ever seen. Obviously, it, it didn't end how we wanted, and you didn't even make the make it to Omaha, but that's the best team by tell has ever been coached. Um, doesn't mean you can't be successful, but, yeah, you know, 50 win seasons and going to Omaha are, are not normal, and that's what you did two years ago, and then last year was just historical, so... You know, you're, you had to replace your entire position group. So putting them number two in the country was just, you know, even, even Vitello was, was, you know, kind of preaching that every chance he got in the preseason. So, and that's not him. It is what it is. You just got to, yeah. you know, your pitching was, your pitching is really good and that's going to carry you. I mean, I, I can't, I, your ERA was under three for the weekend. So it's just not like, I mean, you're going to win most games. Um, if, if, you know, if you feel, you know, decently, and, and your your pitching staff shows up. Yesterday, Evan Russell on here, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics, said this team's going to be better than last year's team before it's over. That's what he said. He said when you factor in the depth of that pitching, 
when you factor in the way Halverson looked, when you factor in the way the transfer from Charlotte looked, he said when you factor in the way Joyce looked and his limited outing, he said now they're just trying to figure out who their high-leverage arms are. He said, and watch where they insert these guys. Because the guys you're seeing as the, he said for Halverson, for instance, he said he's a back-of-the-bullpen guy. Is that true, Matt? You, you think that's right? Uh, uh, who? Halverson. Sorry, I was. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's definitely a backing guy. Him, him and Lindsey, I'd say one of them is probably your, becomes your quote-unquote closer. Yeah. He said because what you're looking for is when I'm down at LSU and I'm ahead 3-2 in the eighth inning, who's getting me out of that? He said, and that's how you watch these early season games. He said, that's what. He said, that's what we all know. The other thing he said is, which I thought was interesting, he said, you know, and he's not, he's not going to be an apologist on here because he said some very critical things yesterday of some people. I thought that was really interesting. I thought he said some, some rather frank and critical things. Matt, what did you think of um, Evan Russell's uh, display on here yesterday and his first Monday, his, uh, his appearance? What did you make of it? Uh, I thought I thought he was excellent, and he was very very open, very honest, and very opinionated, which is what you want him to be. So I thought he was excellent. Made a lot of great points. I I disagree with him that this team has any chance of being as good as last year's team. And I just you know maybe, hopefully they'll prove me wrong. Kind of like this basketball team kind of has some this year, but that that team last year was. There's, there's no, I, I just, I, it'd be hard to see this team being able to match what that team does with the bats. I don't think he's talking about that though. I think he's talking about upper end ability in terms of they can win in tournaments. They can win at the end of the year, which I think's right. Look, I don't know. Is this team going to be one of the final eight, the one of the eight to get the hosted? I don't know. But when you have that pitching in that sport. And you've got to beat the likes of Dolander and Burns and Beam, and then I can throw Halverson on top of that. And then I got those guys that throw gas on the back of this thing. I mean, come on now. I mean, let's get real. How many runs do I have to score? All right, let's talk about Maui Ahuna. So people are asking me, are we going to see him? Um... My sense is on this thing that, uh, yes, I think he's going to. I think this thing, whatever's going on behind the scenes, is going to get worked out. And I think you're going to see him probably sooner, probably sooner rather than later. Now, what that means, I have no idea. But my sense is that uh, you're going to see him sooner rather than later is my understanding. Uh, that's the expectation. So uh, I'm not going to put a I'm not going to put a uh, uh, a game type um, you know when it's going to happen. Matt, from your sense, and you've studied him, what will he add when they when they introduce Ahuna to this thing? Uh, well, he he's an elite defensive shortstop, which is always a premium. Got a just a cannon for an arm. Mm-hmm. 
And then he's going to be a, a capable bat. Probably he'll bat somewhere up near the top of your order. Um, you know, he, he hit 400 at Kansas last year, but I think those were kind of inflated. He somehow his batting average on balls in play was almost 500, which is like 175 points higher than it should be, like the average. So, you know, he, I, I don't think he'll flirt with 400 again this year, but he, he'll be a, you know, 10 home run guy, probably get you 20 stolen bases and, and play elite at shortstop. So, you know, that he'll, I mean, he was a great addition here. He was one of the top transfer guys for a reason. Does he add to their, does he add to their ability to score runs? Cause this team's going to have to manufacture runs. It looks like they're going to have to run some and play some inside baseball. It looks to me. Oh yeah, yeah. He'll be he'll be one of your better hitters. Um, again, he'll probably bat up there at the top of your lineup somewhere. Uh, maybe the two hole would probably be a, a a decent fit for him. So yeah, he'll be he'll definitely be one of your one of your catalysts offensively. Who's your center fielder, Matt? <sighs> um, until, until somebody else proves it, um, I would go. With 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 our guy Christian Scott, and then just hope hope that he can produce at the plate enough to get by, because I have I haven't seen anybody else who's been out there who's who can play center field uh, at a, a high enough level. So I I mean, I'd, I'd have Christian Scott there right now, but it'd definitely be an open competition, which I'm sure it, it will be until league play begins. So. And by the way, Matt Dixon's podcast, which is yet unnamed, we're still taking submissions. If you want to send one to uh, um, go over to tclub.team and click on our email and email us there. But it's commonfan at gmail if you want to shoot us an email. Um, we're, we're looking for suggestions uh, for the name of his uh, program, uh, his Tennessee uh, baseball podcast presented by our friends, at TLD Logistics. So if you can figure out a way to get him that, the name, uh, the name of the sponsor all into the thing at one time. We've had some really good ones. So we're still taking open submissions. 865-200-5402. We're going to take a brief time out and come back with more on the other side right after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. This is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 41 dollar bill to one better one dollar bill to one better than one dollar bill come to the 2023 mule day auctioneer championship hosted by the columbia breakfast rotary club benefiting their college scholarship fund outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 mule day auctioneer champion the event will be held at the tennessee livestock sale barn at 1231 industrial park road columbia tennessee starting at 11 a.m hope to see you there 31 dollar bill to one better one dollar bill all right, welcome back. This is Terry from 103.7 T. Willie's Town Mix. I've got a very good friend on the line, Miles Johnson from Foodland. Miles, I already got a glimpse of those T-bones, so what else you got? Uh, well, we also have ground round on sale for four twenty nine a pound, boneless pork loins for $1.99 a pound, strawberries two for five, collard or turnip green bunches four for $5, and crystal geyser 32-pack water three for 12 Man, what a deal that is right there. And T-bones are, what, four ninety nine a pound, so, man, get you some good t 
T-bones and uh, grill them up. Again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. You guys are located right there at uh, 427 West 7th. So easy in, easy out. You got a fantastic staff working there. And uh, thank you, Miles, as always. And we'll talk to you next week. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right. That was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Again, those deals run all the way through the 21st. Uh, just stop on in. If you can't remember what we just told you, just grab a flyer at the door and ask anybody for help. They'll take care of you. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. You know, yesterday's show was so fun, we just decided we would do it again. So it's Monday on the on your Basilio show today. Mon- uh, rainy days and Mondays always bring me down. That's yesterday once more. little carpenter bit for you there. And yes, that was off the top of my head. That was not pre-thought, and I know. I have a kind of have a brilliant mind. I understand that. I could have been a I could have been a contender, but instead I'm doing talk radio. Eight six eight six eight six five two hundred five four zero two. My mind's been a terrible thing to waste, but I've done that the better part of my life. You got to say positive things about yourself, though. Tonight, Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime as soon as we uh, end. We're going to get a preview of uh, A&M coming up later on in the hour. If you want to get in, 865-200-5402. I'm going to give away. You want to go to the game today? Tennessee baseball, I got two tickets for you. Um, And if you, uh, courtesy of one of our callers who can't be, and now we can just send these tickets to you and email them, put them on your phone, and voila, there you go. But if you want to go to the game today, give me a call at 865-200-5402. I'm looking for somebody that's never been to a game. And today's game starts at what time, Matt? I'm looking to spread the word here. 4.30, I think. 4.30. And it's a nice day outside. Nice light jacket day. And also tomorrow it's going to be in the 70s. And if you want to go to tomorrow's game, I've got a pair for you. I've got uh, two pairs. So if you'll give me a call at 865-200-5402, and we'll talk about it on the air, and you tell me uh, tell me your story. And uh, we'll bless you with some tickets. In the meantime, 865-200-5402. Matt, why do I think we're winning tonight? Is that kind of a silly thought on my part? It is kind of silly, isn't it? Um, I I think so. Um, I just think A and playing really well right now. A lot a lot better than Tennessee is. They're they're much healthier, uh, pl- playing at home. Um, but I, again, it, it I I think with A and M especially, it's a, it's a real matchup deal. So if you have a great scout like you did against Bama. And you find a few things to exploit it. You know, you could you could at least make it a game. They're not going to run away with it because they they can't score. So you know they're not going to you know score in the seventies or eighties. So you'll if you make your shots, you'll you'll at least have a chance. The the story on the flu is really interesting because um, Bob Kessling last night on Vol calls. Uh, I guess he had like a, I don't know what you'd call that, like a drive-by appearance on there, but I guess he was down there last night, like a quick appearance, and he just mentioned it. 
And lo and behold, it's exactly what's going on. I mean, they have a flu bug, or or they think, with Vescovy, in case you're just joining us, he's got like flu-like symptoms, and he's very sick. <clears throat> and obviously, they're doing the things that you try and do for somebody when you're ill. You know, you get bed rest, tons of liquids, however else they treat that, and... The, the belief right now is that they're not expecting him to play. Now, they hope he, you know, wakes up in a few hours or whatever or gets up out of bed and he's ready to go, and who knows? For some reason, people, when they're sick sometimes, play better when they go out and play. There's like a zone thing you get in. As an athlete, as a performer... You do really good work when you're a little ill, little under the weather. That's kind of always been a mysterious thing to me. One one sporting event comes to mind for me with Michael Jordan when he went out and he had like a allegedly had a flu and he had like sixty something in a playoff game. But we've seen this before. You know, you go out and you have the flu and or you go out and you have an illness and you just make a ton of shots. I'm not saying that's going to happen tonight. I'm just telling. I just have always thought that's a curious side with uh, with us being humans. So if you want to talk about that, we can get into that. the 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 baseball situation. If you have a thought on that, we can get into that. Major League Baseball is getting closer. The Vols continue to add to their secondary in recruiting, and. Um, the future's bright. One poll has Tennessee number six. One has them ten on these way too early deals. Dixon, I've I'm not resigning myself, but I'm trying to be fair. If Tennessee goes out this year and goes eight and four, nine and three, all things considered, I'll consider that a very good season, Matt. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I think you know anything anything eight and four and, and better is is good. Um, obviously, it kind of depends on how it plays out and and really what what's your quarterback situation look like at the end of the season is kind of a a big deal um, for the future. So you know, but yeah, as long as you win eight games, you, you you'll take you know just about anything that happens. I've got two tickets to Paradise for today, starting at four thirty over at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Paradise is Tony Vitello with that shiner under his eye. That's what I call paradise. Matt, what do you think of the way Tony Vitello looks like he went uh, 15 rounds with Jake LaMotta in the old Madison Square Garden? Well, I, I'm just I'm just glad uh, he didn't say he fell on a helmet or something. Back to the phones we go. Well, his, he, his, he, needed a, he needed a helmet. Griffin Merritt got hit underneath the eye with a so say he's got yeah it's going around over there and one could argue that that start for the program was a little bit of a black eye to the 2023 season i mean you could say that i i think last year's team would have been would have done really well to win two out of three oh brian quit being a sheep oh brian they would have stopped it brian i mean come on brian they're coming after they're coming after me brian they're going to come after you if you're not careful well, that's a hostile environment. Oh, Brian. That, that's when that team played its best, when there was emotion in, involved yeah. and there was energy in the building. Yeah. 
that that team thrived on it and played best when they yeah. they struggled when you could muck it up and it was just a a boring game like Kentucky and Notre Dame. Oh, ah, like when Matt went up there to Kentucky and they were dead to the world. He couldn't believe it. He was sitting in the snow, in the concrete, in the snow. Let's go to the phones. 865-200-5402. Hello and welcome in. You are live on the Tony Basilio Show. Hi. Hey, guys, Dave. Hey, I'm the one. You're the one what, Dave? On Tennessee's basketball efficiency numbers. Yep. Dave. Uh, All the metrics on the players that were on this team last year, they're on this team this year, all their offensive efficiency numbers are down. Even though uh, Kamwa is averaging two more points a game and the Ziegler's averaging two more points a game. And even though he's got more his sister ratio, his turnover ratio is better, his offense efficiency numbers, both of them are down. And the, the Scovey, James, Ziegler, Kamwa, the only people that have better efficiency, uh, efficiency numbers are Adu, Euros, and Meshack. And they're slightly up. What about for college basketball? Where are the efficiency numbers for the game as a whole? No, not Tennessee. The game as a whole. Nobody can play offense. It's down from last year. And it's just, and and it's really been a progression. Now, Baylor, uh, Baylor and Gonzaga have been uh, really good offensive efficiency teams over the last several years. And um, it's just, uh, you know, it's my bog, my boggling. Um, I mean, I just you expect your players uh, from one year to the next to be better, but they're actually not. You know, you can't explain it, but it is what it is, and it's you know that causes this team to struggle. These guys are going to win in March, Dave. They're going to make a liar out of you. They're going to win in March. I hope you're right. I cost. I hope you're right. It would go against everything. Everything. It would be. It would go against everything. everything. His history, our history, everything. We don't have a player on our team right now that would even be in the top seven uh, in offensive efficiency on that eighteen nineteen team. Yeah, but that offense eighteen nineteen team couldn't defend like this team can. And college basketball sucks. College basketball sucks right now. Let's not forget that. They need. I think this game tonight, guys, is. Um, I don't know how they can win it, but this is the most important game of the year. This is this is a game that determines whether they completely just have a mediocre season. I mean, I know going into the tour is not mediocre, but or they they can turn around right here, and uh, and. This season can turn around and be something really good because this is this is this is a this is the game I think. How if many, they go in yep, there yep. and they're lifeless and they get blown out? Uh, it don't it they'll, they'll they'll beat South Carolina and I don't know. Well, if two turns out to be five, that will be jive. Uh, to quote uh, Corrine, uh, what was her name, Brian? Corrine. Oh, Corrine Brown. If two turns out to be five, Dave, if they take a two seed and they get them at five line, that will be jive. 
And I appreciate one, you. One, two, three, Thank four, you, brother. five. Then the Gator don't take no job. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Tennessee basketball, that is pure jive. If they go from a two seed to a five seed, that is jive. In the immortal words of uh, Corrine Brown, let's go back to the phones. Percy Harvey, that's for you. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. Hey, Jackie. You want to go today? You want to go see the baseball? No. Okay. Um... I don't understand. I mean, I'm not saying anything about the last call, but we're down three players. Yep. Probably. Yep. And th- this is this game's going to be the turning point of our season. I mean, this determines how we're going to do the rest of the season. Right. If you're down three players. Down three players. I mean, that, that didn't really make any sense. Well, you're caught in a spin, too, right? I mean, you've lost five of your last seven. During that five, you have not had a full-strength lineup basically the entire time. Uh, this season, well, let's see what, if we get healthy, let's see then what happens. You know? Well, I'm with Matt Dixon. I reserve the right that this team could buck every trend in a month. And that doesn't mean we're going to be happy along the way. Like, I was very angry after the uh, Kentucky game because I, I didn't like the lack of effort I saw out of those guys. I tell you, you're angry if we win. So, what's new, Matt? That's not true, is it? <laughs> well, I remember after Kentucky came in the TBA and worked this. You just said it was just one game, and you Say. were trying to tell the callers to chill out. Say, kind of funny how that's flipped. Well, how about that? Do I get credit from Freddie Jack for that? For being the voice of reason that day, even though I was unreasonable over the weekend. And, Freddie Jack, do you not find our fans to be an overreacting lot, already tweeting at our baseball account, at what a weekend, disappointing weekend, and how terrible that oh, was? Oh, yeah, I said it yesterday, Tony. It's, I mean, what are they doing? I mean, people just go crazy over nothing. I mean, you're not going to win every game. Even Tony Valls can't win every game. Even Tony Valls, yeah. But, buddy... We almost did last year. <laughs> I'll tell you this. The man has a winning smile when he walks out there, though. Oh, he's just a winner, Tony. Yep. He's the type of he guy put, he, that when he walks out there, he, just, he makes you feel like a winner. He puts in the work, though, Tony. That's what he it takes. He makes me feel. I know, Tony. <laughs> you should be on top of the world since baseball started. Tony, Tony Valls is on all kinds of interviews, yep. YouTube. Yep. It's all Tony Valls all the time. Never, that's, never all, appears, that's the only sport you need. Never appears on here because he's outgrown us. No. Thinks he's bigger, thinks he's better. Yep. Hey, I call it like it is. Forgot where yeah, he I came from. That, you used to have all those former players on, I guess. Well, now they... Uh, they don't know you anymore, over sheep and all over sheep. I love over sheep. Uh, I'll tell you what, Kevin Kevin Mays, Will Overstreet's my guy, man. How's how Jerry Colquitt handling all the 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 UFO stuff a week or so back? We got to get with Jerry on that. We need a, we need an update on, yep. on Jerry if we can find. Jerry's him. listening right now. He's up in the I quadrant. I think he's going to bring Jerry back for some Super Bowl 
break down. Jerry loves you, Freddie Jack. You keep his name alive. He loves you, and I love Jerry. Uh, he was great, great in the blog, breaking it down scientifically. I'm, I'm telling Jerry right now that I want him to be our Seattle Sea Dragons correspondent. <laughs> what is that? Is that football or soccer? Yeah, that's our XFL team. Oh. And their uniforms are like, <laughs> have you all seen their helmets? They're like a burnt reddish orange like four-tone color that would make the titans proud of how much orange you can smash smash on a helmet i will say this though that team in houston that oil derrick logo they have hearkening back to the uh, oilers is beyond next level brian hartman and you know that's true brian i don't argue with that you can't argue can't argue. And if the Titans had a you'll do-over... Watch you, you'll watch anything, won't you, Tony? I'll talk to you for five or six minutes a day, of course. I mean, I, what <laughs> standards do I have? I'm good filler for your show, Tony. That's a good word for you. You ought to start calling yourself Phil from Wartburg. I got... Uh, I was a second caller, man. There must be a little light call day today. Light call day today, but... Since yesterday, called, I, yesterday I was first. Since you've called, they've picked up, and you're out of here. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Tony uh, represents four generations of listeners, three generations of callers. It's Taylor. And welcome in. Would you like? To, would you like to tear, pair of tickets today? Tony, I'm in the ATL today and can't make it up, but ah. I will be there and uh, proud tomorrow, my friend. You're my man, Tony. Uh, uh, Regarding uh, those so-called uh, moron fans that are tweeting at uh, Vol Baseball, any of the players, I would yes. say would just absolutely turn in their their Vol cards because they're an absolute disgrace. And uh, tell me you don't know baseball without telling me you don't know baseball. Uh, a couple things, Tony. The tournament that they entered last year in Houston, Texas, that was the uh, 10th scheduled game of the season. Uh, they had nine games. Uh, Tennessee Tech, I was there, got rained out, but that was after, I want to say, five or six innings. So, essentially, they had nine games that they got to play, figure out the lineup, get the young hitters some experience, get the young fielders some experience. And, obviously, last year's team was veteran laden. We had uh, Beck, Gilbert, Luke, Evan Russell, to name a few. We had some very – we had tons of homegrown talent, people that bided their time patiently – gotten tons of experience sitting on the bench and absorbing through osmosis that experience on that team, you know, with, uh, with Trey Lipscomb, uh, Ortega, Cortland Lawson. I mean, we were, we were just full of a veteran team. The average age of that team, I don't know what it was, but I guarantee it was two or three years older than the team that we're fielding in, in 23. Uh, Tony, it's at the end of the day, if you think about it, Matt can keep me accurate here. Uh, outside of Christian Scott and Kyle Booker, uh, they're the only two upperclassmen, not counting the transfer portal, that are likely to get lots of playing time this year. I mean, this is very much a a young, inexperienced team. And furthermore, I'm stating the obvious here, but we missed two of our, our veterans that, that transferred in for the majority of the series in Maui Ahuna and Griffin Merritt, although Griffin got to come back as DH on Sunday. But uh, 
come on, people. This is baseball. There's a reason why they play 50-plus games. There's a reason why it's a sport of failure. Uh, you know, they gotta they got to buck up and give this team a chance. I thought Evan Russell was absolutely outstanding. He was so next level. Tony, you call it EI, and maybe that stands for extra innings. It should be called – it should be, it also stand for emotional intelligence. Boom! He has it in spades, Tony. In I spades. love him. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm marked out, and uh, he's – I can't believe how honest he was being. To some of his assessments and talking about certain guys and their demeanor and, hey, this is what this guy needs to – you know, this is where this guy needs to improve. And, you know, I like this. I didn't like this. I, I just thought it's going to be really – fun and he and i have been exchanging texts today and i told him i said man the feedback i'm getting is that you're a complete grand slam home run too and he said to me i'm i'm just looking forward to jumping on there every week and sharing with the tennessee family as these guys grow he said because they are going to grow he said it's going to be really fun to watch this team grow together and and that's the way i'm looking at it taylor i'm looking at this thing like an absolute process with the thought being if you gave me a choice, take college baseball by storm and have to hold the mantle for four months, or, in a sense, come in through the back door or come in through one of the side doors, I'd rather come in through the side door after experiencing last year. Now, I know a lot of people aren't going to like that, Taylor, because everybody wants to ride, uh, be number one the whole time and ride wire to wire, but I like and I love the the fact that this team has so much pitching. It makes you so hard to beat. It just does. Well, well, Tony, Evan Russell's an all-star person. Uh, I like to watch and, and just take in players, how they're interacting with the fans and the young kids after the games. And you've heard about you know the story ad nauseum about him going out to the birthday party out in the porch and spending time with those kids. Well, Evan Russell was one of the only players after the Notre Dame loss and the Super Regionals actually taking time with the young kids signing autographs after that gut-wrenching wow. game. I mean, I don't expect that of anybody. Nope. I totally get players deciding not to. I was amazed to watch Evan Russell take the time to interact with young fans and sign autographs uh, that Sunday in the Super Regional versus Notre Dame. That, that just shows you his character. It shows you what type of person he is. And I'm telling you what, Raven James did a grand slam hiring that guy. That guy is going to be successful in anything that he does. If he decides to to come back and and get into coaching, he's going to be phenomenal. Here's the problem, Tony. Nine of this hitting lineup are first-time, full-time starters um, at at Tennessee, right? All nine in the hitting lineup are first-time at the University of Tennessee in a full-time role. This team is the hunted in more ways than one. To your point and what Evan said yesterday, uh, Ole Miss snuck in the number 64 team to make the tournament, make the playoffs last year. People were saying they shouldn't even made it, that they only made it because of the name. They end up winning it all. Yep. It is so incredibly hard to be the hunted. And I'm telling you, look at GCU, Grand Canyon University. You would have thought they won the College World Series by the way they were chirping, by the way they celebrated the same thing at Arizona. This team, everybody wants to crush University of Tennessee based on last year. The number one team throughout the season, the bravado, the, the, the uh, swagger. So we're going to get not only the best, but also you talk about the on the road, 
that TCU crowd was unbelievable. We're going to get that at every SEC stadium that we play. This team is going to grow very fast, and they're going to mature fast because they're going to be go through some hard knocks and challenges early. But I'm telling you, Tony, this team has the pitching, the depth, and I think a good blend of these these studs that we got when when Maui Ahuna gets to be able to be eligible and and we get Merritt out there. Coming and soon. I tell you, Denton got a huge bat. This team is going to be a force to be wet, reckoned with, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Tony, you're the dean for a reason. Go ball, Taylor. I mean, uh, Taylor Dixon. Do you agree with him? You said as much on your deal, uh, a, a bunch of what he said, but the high end of these guys when they get the screws down, how good are they going to be, Matt? Uh, they they'll be as, you know right up there top of the country as good as anybody um, with that pitching staff it's you know you have such a high high floor and the the potential with a bunch of these guys is is kind of through the roof um no I, I do agree that Evan said that they're probably more talented than last year and I, I do agree with that yeah especially depth wise um, but you know, Taylor kind of mentioned it, but the one thing that this team's going to have to do, and you know, they can't do it right now, is they're going to have to learn to play with everybody taking them as you know the biggest game of their season because everybody wants to beat Tennessee. Yep. They're going to get the hostile crowds when they go on the road in this league. You know, everybody's going to be amped up to play them and really want to put it on them if they get the chance. So they'll have to accept that even though it wasn't their fault and they'll have to kind of wear that and, and adjust and play through that so that that'll be something that'll have to happen one you know once conference play began because although i guess that that grand canyon game was pretty a good environment for that but you, know, you go to lsu go to arkansas i think those are early conference series you know you're gonna you're gonna hear it from fans everywhere you go and you got to be able to to play through that alabama a&m today at 4 30 if you want to go let me know Coming up in a mere matter of moments, uh, about 10 or so, we're going to uh, be uh, breaking it down scientifically uh, with you as we're going to have a gentleman joining us called Travis Brown from the Bryan College Station Eagle. And as they say in the trade, A&M is on a, they are on a heater right now in this league. Brian told me earlier, I even looked at standings because I'm, you know, the Vols are out of contention, essentially. But they're three games ahead of the Vols coming into tonight. That's nuts. Texas A&M basketball, that's nuts. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony Basilio show on a Tuesday. Hey, Tony, buddy. Hey, Tony, buddy, Matt, Brian, how y'all doing? See, Rod, you see, uh, see, Freddie Jack, what you did? You started the flame, uh, brother. Uh-huh. No, I've been, I've been listening to you for... Roger, you want those? You want those baseball tickets for today? Can you get a ride over there? Uh, uh, that's all right, Tony. You can tell me it's okay. Right. I'll, I'll pass on that. I pass on it, okay. Today at four thirty, Rog. Yeah, no, I pass. I pass. Good sign, okay, buddy. Hey, hey, Matt, what will the crowd be today with Rog turning the tickets mm. down? A couple thousand, Matt. What mm. are you thinking? Mm. Yeah, they'll probably it's you know not good weather. I I'm kind of curious to see. I think you'll probably have 2,500 or so. Yeah, maybe, it's maybe great 3, crowd. That's a great crowd. My man Jim uh, Peters is going to be there with TLD Logistics. Mm, uh, cool. Uh, 
So, how about buddy, Matt, buddy? How you doing? How you doing today, Matt? Today. Uh, I'm I'm yeah. doing great, Roger. I'm excited to go go watch go watch the team play today and, and the yeah. basketball game tonight. A bu- yeah. busy sports afternoon and evening. We got A and M twice. We got an A yeah. and M doubleheader tonight, Rog. Yeah, wow, that's great. Brian, A and M, Texas A and M. Brian's doing great. Good. Uh, hey, uh, uh, what, Brian's doing great, Rog. Well, good. I want, to ask, Tony, I want to ask you, man. You, you, you talked about the baseball uh, uh, fans over the weekend. Was giving you was giving you a hard time about the was giving you about the about the potential losing the Tony. Uh, that's not fair, is it? It's not fair for them to be. Uh, I mean, it's just one weekend, you know. Uh, they, they should be doing that to you. I thought it should give you. It should be giving you a fit about that, Tony. You know, it's not fair. It's, is it for you? It's not fair, is it? It's not fair. Well, I mean, this one, this one weekend, you see, you even said this one, even Matt was even, even, even saying, uh, Friday night, they did this one game, you know, so why are people so, why are people, fans already acting bad, Tony, you know, for? Roger, so there's for. a tool out there in our world called Twitter. And yeah. I love Twitter. Like, we're on Twitter live right now, and thousands of people see the show, you know, throughout, yeah, throughout the, uh, course of the year. Thousands of different folks expose you to people. Problem with Twitter, though, Raj, is that Twitter is full of a, it's a, it's a world full of people that we call twidiots. Yeah. And Raj, do you know, Raj, do you know any idiots in your life? Uh, Oh yeah. Well, these are twidiots. These are people that populate (laughs) Twitter. Yeah. No, no hesitation, Roger. Roger, You know how, Roger, you know how like you have a toilet in your house and in the bathroom. Oh yeah. And sometimes yeah. that toilet might not smell very good. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Sure. So, so Twitter, Roger, Twitter yeah. is the toilet of the Internet. Mm, okay. That's the way I, I think I hear of Twitter. You. I hear you. Twitter, it's Twitter, and then the toilet of the Internet. Uh, I got you. All right. Uh, I, Matt, I want to ask you about the game, not, not Matt. Uh, so, uh, Matt, I want to ask you how important uh, – uh, how, how, uh, uh, if we can win tonight, Matt, I want to ask you if we can win tonight. I uh, uh, want to ask you what do you think the key going to be tonight, key. tonight, tonight Matt? Key. Al Brown. You asked key. Al Brown the other day the key. You asked Al Brown for the key on Sports Talk the other day. No, Go ahead, Matt. I, no, Go ahead, Matt. I, I heard you. I no, heard you last week. No. You asked for the key. No, you I asked no, for the I key. Didn't. I heard you. Oh, okay, okay. When Al Brown was on there, okay, you okay, asked for yeah, the key. Right. Go I'm ahead, sure. Matt. You're right. I did. You're right. Go ahead, Matt. What's the key? You're right. I, I, did. I, I, forgot. I know you I did, Rog. Right. I know you did. You asked for the key. Go ahead, Matt. What's the key? Yeah, I, I did. You're right. I, I did. I did. I've got two of them, Roger. Tennessee's going to have to uh, make shots from outside, so shoot well from three. Yep. And find a way to to battle and and try to be even on on rebounding and not give them too many second chance opportunities. Roger, you're having such a better okay. call than Freddie Jack right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like Freddie Jack too. I like him. I like him too. Well, I, I had like, to blow him up tonight. Like him he, was, too. he was getting on me it's about funny. taking calls, and it's pretty funny. He wore me out it's today, Freddie Jack. You, I'm sorry, Freddie Jack. I didn't mean to detonate you, but you just wore me uh-huh. out today. So, uh, so Matt, uh, I was going to ask you about uh, how you think. Uh, how, if we can win tonight, Matt, how big a win is it going to be if we can win tonight, Matt? Thank tonight. you, Raj. We got to go. It's the biggest win of the okay. year, Raj. Okay. Have a good Love one. you, brother. Have a good go, balls. Go, balls. Go. Matt, how big will tonight's win be once we got it? Uh, it it'd be a really big win. You're, I mean, it'd be your best road win for sure. Uh, 
you know, beating a team that's ahead of you in the standings that's playing really well. Um, you, you do it shorthanded, um, maybe potentially down three starters even. Uh, that'd be that'd be a really impressive win to, to pick up tonight. And when you play, when you defend like Tennessee does, you get you at least give yourself a chance almost every night. Nashville Lee, I think, is playing the Vols tonight. Nashville Lee's got his heels dug in on this on these guys. His his, his heels are dug in on the Vols now, which I give the guy credit for that. But I think it's a spot. Now, is he laying points or is he getting points? I don't know what he's doing. He's playing Tennessee to win. What's he doing? Do you land points or getting points? One and a half, right? Know what you guys told me? Come on, Bri. Yeah. Is he laying or getting? If he's playing the Vols, what is he doing? I think he's getting. Take a brief timeout. We come back. Travis Brown, Bryan College Station, Eagle. That is a newspaper, ladies and germs. My name's Tony Basilio. That's Brian Hartman there. Confused and bewildered as he sounded there about the lines, but he never is because he's a man of uh, he's a man of facts and figures, and takes. And then TGMD, who just launched his own new podcast, as of yet unnamed, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. We take a brief time out. Travis Brown, Brian College Station Eagle. After this. <laughs> This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Esco Bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. I'll tell you what, I can't win for losing with our fan base, so I'm about done trying. Now here's a moron on a chat board who calls himself Easy V. Okay, now this was just sent to me, and it says, it says Bashilio 
stepping and fetching for Tony V. What a punk and clown. That was the that was the lead to this guy's deal, and then they're gonna get into ripping me. Hey, listen, if you're gonna rip me, spell the name right, you clown. It's B A S I L I O, you knucklehead. Easy V. You know my name, Easy V, you clown. How predictable is that? If the baseball team is literally, you're so knowledgeable about sports, sir, they've literally played three baseball games. And I'm stepping and fetching, and you're a moron. Let's go back to the phones. Not that I can't take a little criticism, especially when it's warranted. I mean, my gosh, I'll, I'll, I'll wear that happily. Three baseball games? What do you all think this is? You think we just kicked off and played uh, Florida and football? What are you freaking kidding me? Let's go on the TLD Logistics Hotline now. Joining us, Tennessee Volunteers are going to be shorthanded, as we were uh, talking about earlier. Vescovy is sick, for sure. He's currently resting at the hotel, the team hotel. Tennessee hopes he feels better by game time, but they are, as of now, not expecting him to play, not expecting Phillips to play, not expecting uh, Josiah Jordan-James to play. And so the Vols are going to take the floor with Ziegler, Key, Meshack, Kamwa, and Adu in the starting lineup unless something changes. And we are now joined on the program. Uh, that is what we call ourselves on the Tony Basilio Show. On your TLD Logistics hotline online at tldlogistics.com. Travis Brown of the Bryan College Station Eagle. Hello, sir, and welcome in. The Vols are shorthanded. All hands on deck for A&M. This is a huge... Huge game for Texas A&M to continue their heater. And tell me about the crowd. Let's start there tonight. They're going to be well healed, are they not? Yeah, it's a blackout uh, game that they're doing. It's been a uh, it's been a, a transformational season when it comes to Texas A&M fan support. You know, uh, I, I think everyone, no one's going to really fight me too hard on the fact to say that typically A&M is a football baseball school, but when the basketball team uh, can win. They, um, they they usually can draw a crowd, and, and they have been fantastic so far this season. So it, it, it's going to be loud. It's going to be rowdy. and sell out, I believe. So uh should be a good environment. Yeah, I, I hear, well, Tennessee expects, they're, they're getting word that they're going to have one of the biggest crowds they've ever had in that place, and that it is, in fact, going to be a sellout. So what is it about the A&M bunch? Because you look at them and they don't look statistically like they're all that great, yet they just keep winning these games. Uh, they're they're really good at doing the, the 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 recipe that Buzz Williams has set out, the the kind of formula that he has uh, and he's really had for a lot of his teams, and that is um, be really good at getting to uh, the free throw line, be really good at. Um, dribble penetration and getting touches and shots inside the paint uh, and be really good at, at offensive rebounding. Um, and, and when they've won games and they have been good this season, they've, they've really, really done that. Um, they are uh, fantastic at offensive rebounding and um, uh, they, they are one of the best at getting to the free throw line and getting to the rim for rim shots this season. So uh, I, 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 that's basically been the formula that, that combined with, playing uh, really strong defense. That's kind of been the formula, the recipe for, for success for A&M this season. From that standpoint, one of the things that stands out to me is teams just have trouble shooting the ball against them. Why? 
really good defense. They 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 play a pretty unique uh, defensive half court set that Buzz and his staff has developed. They they it's it's a the best way to describe it is it's kind of a matchup uh, zone. Uh, they they keep a guy low in the paint and that guy can rotate. They they basically are playing defense one through five, uh, switching defense one through five and uh, packing the paint to where they're going to try to make the opposing team shoot three-pointers, and especially corner threes, um, because those, as the analytics will say, will be the, the lowest percentage of shots. So uh, a lot of rotating, a lot of making sure that the low man, um, there, there's always kind of a, a free safety playing low under the basket, uh, and then you'll try to get them to, uh, to not get dribble penetration and work it around the outside. Um, and, and that's usually as long as teams don't just catch fire and hit more than 10 three-pointers in a game, yep. um, that's, that's what A&M is, is wanting in their defense. So my, my, my caller, Roger, right before we came on, was asking about the key. What's, what's the key to getting, out, uh, to, to getting A&M? Uh, I mean, if you can get hot from three, um, they're going to give – Teams those shots and and it's kind of going to be a tip the cat cat thing if they can um, step up there and 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 actually hit a bunch of threes. Um, if you can get a and turn the ball over a lot, they, there's been instances where um, they they turn the ball over, especially if you can get them to turn over the ball with live ball turnovers. They and even in the games where they've turned the ball over a lot, a lot of times it's just been dead ball turnovers, and they can still get into their um, half court. Trap their their or their their typical half court set, and it doesn't hurt them as much. If you can force live ball turnovers against A and M, um, that that's going to be a success. And then, like if you look at back at the Kentucky game with Oscar Shibwe, uh, they just kept A and M off the boards, and that's that's another way to to uh, to try to get to this A and M team. But um, like I said, they know what the recipe is, and they've been able to execute it really well throughout conference play. The Vols, uh, the line in this game is moving as we speak, which is indicative of the information that I shared with you uh, regarding Vescovy tonight uh, is now plus two. So A&M's now two-point favorite uh, in this basketball game. Matt Dixon, you are on with our special guest, Travis Brown of the Bryan College Station Eagle. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, uh, thanks for joining us. What? What led to all the the struggles for A and M the the first really, I guess month of the season because they were they returned to you know a lot of the guys from last year's team that that was really good and, and should have made the tournament. Why why did they struggle so much early in the season? And I know Buzz Williams is kind of a big analytics guy. Is I th- I just find it strange that he hasn't found a way to kind of manipulate the metrics numbers-wise with, like, the net rankings um, with their non-conference schedule. Do you, and any thoughts on that as well? Yeah, I think both of those things are actually pretty intertwined. And that goes back to the fact that of how much across college basketball, but A&M has dipped into the transfer portal. And, and we talked to Buzz about this a lot early in the season. Uh, and, and really, in today's uh, world of college basketball, if you're not one of the top, you know, five teams coming back in the season, you're probably dipped pretty heavily into the transfer portal. And it's just a race to get your team cohesive, integrated chemistry there, learning the system, 
uh, because you don't necessarily have all that much time. And then especially in special situations, like when you look at Dexter Dennis, who's been one of their best players through conference play, he had to uh, finish an internship to be able to uh, get his credits he needed at Wichita State to be able to transfer and everything to go well. And he didn't actually arrive on campus until the first day of classes. So he missed all of, of uh, summer camp. And so um, it's just that, that race to see, yeah, first off, if the team that you put together can gel and come together and have chemistry and learn the system uh, and how quickly they can do that. And then if they do, at what point in the season do they make that happen? I think when you look at the team they had last year, it was a good team, but it was a team that was, uh, limited offensively, and the way that they were able to help mitigate some of those numbers was to play a really high-octane defense, uh, a, a lot of half-court trapping, and try to force live ball turnovers that turned into transi- transition buckets. And it kind of didn't really matter who they played. That was the one way that they were going to win ball games, and they did that. And when it worked, that's, that's how they, they won. This year, they have more talent. They're able to kind of game plan a little bit more for teams uh, and, and do different things defensively, do a little bit different things. They're just a better offensive team um, all around. And so uh, I think it, it, it's a little bit hard to compare necessarily the guys that returned and the things that they did last year because they're just that much better of a team this year and they're doing things uh, a lot differently this year than they did last year. It's a shame Tennessee's not full strength uh, because this would have been a really, really interesting matchup. It's still going to be. I mean, the bottom line is Tennessee's going to need somebody to have an exemplary shooting night that we're not expecting it to come from, and that can happen. But it would have been really interesting to see this A&M team try to match Tennessee at full health, uh, a team that tries to out-tough and, and out-rebound Tennessee. And then the other thing with A&M is, you know, just looking at the numbers, they just they don't take care of the ball, and Tennessee feast on that when they're at full strength. But then again, it all comes down to how you shoot the ball. So, Brian Hartman, jump in here as we are joined on the program, and and he's wonderful to give us some time today. Travis Brown, Brian, College Station Eagle. Yeah, I wanted to ask, they lost a preseason, pre-conference game to Wofford on their home floor yep. just right before Christmas. Yep. And what, the, what was the reaction to that like? And could you have imagined that they could – run off 12 or 14 SEC games from that point it's incredible. after that. I, I don't know if I would have seen the kind of production they had after uh, that game through conference play. I, I do think heading into that game, it was a little bit of an anomaly. I think most people who had seen A&M last year and what they were able to accomplish and then saw this team come back early in the season, it was pretty easy to see that they were a better team. And, and you could see what they were able to do last year. Um, and see that there was just, just on, easily, there was just more talent on this team, more depth. Um, they had, they, they were able to do some different things, like I said, this year than they were last year. And so I think everyone knew that this was a team, one way or another, that could probably make the NCAA tournament. I think the Wofford game was a weird anomaly in that, that they just, they, they didn't come out with the right energy. They, they, they I mean, it, so much of what Buzz Williams asked for of the team is, it's high octane, it's energy, it's kind of going all out for 40 minutes. And if they don't get that, um, it's, it's not going to work because that's just the kind of basis of the game plan so far. And that's pretty much what happened in that game. It did serve, I, I, don't, I, I will argue and say probably, I don't know if they are 12-2 and two 
um, heading into this game if they didn't lose that game to Wofford because it did serve as a really big wake-up call. They, they had the a little bit of an extended break right after that going into Christmas, and they came back Christmas evening and completely revamped how they did hmm. practice, how they did scheduling things, how they did film. They, they just kind of completely changed everything that wasn't like the strategy on the court. And uh, they've said that by doing that, it's been um, it's been fantastic. They've been able to learn quicker, learn more efficiently, um, keep the energy levels up for everything. And I, I, I think that Wofford game was a wake-up call for the A&M program, and it, it, it certainly made some changes that have been uh, lasting and productive. Travis, much appreciation to you on the way out. Do you um, like care to share the coordinates with the listeners where they can find you, read your work, all that good stuff, and Give me a pick on the night's game. What do you think happens? Sure. All my uh, the stories are on theeagle.com and uh, on Twitter at Travis underscore L underscore Brown. I mean, it, it, it's going to be such a, uh, a toss-up right now to see who plays and, and who doesn't. Um, I, you know, it, it's going to be close. Uh, it's going to be a rock fight because yep. those, it's two really good defensive rebounding teams. Um, there might not be a whole lot of shots. A&M has gone into – half times with teams, a lot of teams this season with scores, you know, in the 30s or, or less. So I certainly see uh, one of those instances. But if those three guys are out for Tennessee with the crowd A&M has with it being at home, I, I, I you know, two-point favorite sounds about right coming down to the wire. So I, I think if those three guys are out, I see A&M winning the game. Travis, thank you, and I hope you have a great day. Be blessed, my friend. We'll talk to you down the line. We got a uh... – a lot of stuff to talk about. Got a baseball series coming up and all kinds of good stuff. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you, brother. We're going to do a quick uh, a TLD Logistics Overdrive overtime, so the callers stay there. Uh, and 865-200-5402 if you want to get in. I'm going to do about 15 minutes because we're on the night, and i got to get some rest, and you know we got some work to do, and I don't need to explain it to you. Um, to the radio listener, we're getting ready to depart from you in a, in a mere matter of uh, minutes. But before we do, I want to remind you over at tclub.team, we've got a blog up today, break full breakdown of today's game, including Mark Griffin, who's got his Griffin's three-pointers. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. 
Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over $3.99? It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Dr. Mike Steele. Tune in to American Steel, a weekly discussion of topics and events related to the challenges in our world. Listen as we examine the path to relevance and truth in our society and culture. You can catch the show on 101.7 WKOM at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Also, we can be found online at WKOM Radio or on Twitter at WKOM WKRM. See you on Sunday. 
All right, welcome back. This is Terry from 103.7 T. Willie's Mealtown Mix. I've got a very good friend on the line, Miles Johnson from Foodland. Miles, I already got a glimpse of those T-bones, so what else you got? Uh, well, we also have ground round on sale for four twenty nine a pound, boneless pork loins for $1.99 a pound, strawberries two for five, collard or turnip green bunches four for $5, and crystal geyser 32-pack waters three for 12. Man, what a deal that is right there, and T-bones are, what, four ninety nine a pound, so, man, get you some good T-bones and uh, grill them up. Again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. You guys are located right there at uh, 427 West 7th, so easy in, easy out. You got a fantastic staff working there, and uh, thank you, Miles, as always, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Again, those deals run all the way through the 21st. Uh, just stop on in. If you can't remember what we just told you, just grab a flyer at the door and ask anybody for help. They'll take care of you. The NASCAR Cup Series. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. Returns to Auto Club Speedway. We got trouble. It's Brad Keselowski. He's sideways, and he collects one, two, perhaps three more machines. For one final ride around the D-shaped oval. Larson, the winner in his home state, the Golden State Golden Boy. It's the Pala Casino 400. Sunday, February 26th at 1.30 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.